Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith, and I want to begin today by announcing to our radio audience that uh, my daughter, Tiffany, who, if you're familiar with our ministry and if you've ever called in to uh, give a donation or, you know, uh, contact our offices there, you'll usually talk to Tiffany. And uh, she just gave birth to her firstborn uh, baby boy. Carter was born last Friday, and that brings us our number three a grandson. We've got three grandkids now, and our son and his wife have also informed us that they're expecting a baby girl by the end of the year. So that's going to be four grandkids for us. My, my, my. I tell you, I'm kind of new at this, but it seems like I should be um, uh, an old hand having four grandkids at this. But anyhow, we're excited about it, and to say the least. And, and one thing I'll say that our uh, my son, uh, their boys didn't bring us the uh, what I call the Wallace chin. I got a dimple there, my chin there, but my, my my sons failed me. But my daughter came through, and little Carter there has got Pop Pop's chin. Anyhow, we're just excited for them. Um, the delivery went well, and healthy baby boy. All right, well, folks, uh, I want to take some time today to kind of jump into what's going on in Israel with this new government. And it's taking me a little time to get my head around this. And so let me just uh, walk you through how the political system works in Israel a little bit and uh, try to, you know, bring some comparisons so you can kind of understand what has occurred in this new coalition government that was just recently formed. Now, first of all, the Knesset, which just basically means the assembly, meets in in Jerusalem and they there's 120 seats that are available for uh, you know for for election so when they have a general election they'll fill these 120 seats there now the interesting thing about Israel's political system and it's very similar to what we have in in Britain and in Canada, and and you know you you vote not really for a president like we do here in the United States. Their government is more like a parliament in that way, and so they'll have a prime minister, and the prime minister is pretty much the leader. Well, for the last twelve years, Benjamin Netanyahu has been the you know has been the man uh, seated in the leadership chair for not only his party, but has formed a coalition government. But they have, and I counted just um, here recently, 28 political parties, 28 political parties. And so to win an, an election, you don't need a majority, a minority vote. See, the problem with when you have all these different political parties operating, if you have two, well, then, you know, two parties will battle it out like we have here in the United States. And, you know, a majority vote will, you know, will cast uh, to to elect the, the government. But in Israel, you know, 17% of the vote could get you a strong lead, and then you have to make a coalition 
of some of the other parties out there that might run in, a, in an alignment with you. And sometimes you have to go across the aisle and woo two or three seats uh, from the other side to come to your side. Well, that's exactly what has happened in this uh, government here that's just been formed, this coalition. And it is an odd, odd mix, to say the least. I'll focus in on that here in a few moments. But what this means is that Benjamin Netanyahu, who has brought a lot of great prosperity to his country, given them great security, they have come to a point where many people have said, enough is enough, we want change. And that's exactly what the other election ran on. They ran on change. It's just like our 44th president did. He didn't quite define for us. Obama didn't quite tell us exactly what he meant by change when he was running. Now, after we got in, we kind of realized what that change was. And pretty much we're going to change America from what it was, what it's been uh, proud about being, and what made it strong. We're going to change all that. Let me read to you something out of the Bible. Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs 24, verses 21 and 22. You might make note of this verse. My son, fear thou the Lord and the king, and meddle not with them that are given to change. For their calamity shall rise suddenly, and who knoweth the ruin of them both? Meddle not with them that are given to change. When people are out there saying, you know, well, hey, I want change. Uh, now, sometimes change is necessary and change is good. I mean, I'm glad that we do have <laughs> changes from the 60s and the 70s and 80s and stuff there. I'm, I'm glad for some of the changes and some of the developments that we have. But some of the changes that we've had is certainly not. But be very careful those who are given to change. All they want, I want, I want something different. Calamity is coming suddenly when those people are around. And when you campaign on change, we're going to change this, we're going to change that and stuff, and they don't quite tell us exactly why they're changing and what they're changing and how they're changing it. No, we're just going to bring change. We just don't like what we got, so we want something different. There's an old saying, he, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And so this change is a, is a problem. Well, now what we have is a very odd, odd coalition. We have parties from the left who've teamed up with parties on the right. And, uh, and then an odd group of people have come on board with them, the Arabs, the Islamic Party. There are four seats in the Knesset that is run by uh, what some people tell me are Muslim extremists who have very strong ties with the Muslim Brotherhood, who are only in there to try to bring and to meddle and to disturb and, dis and disrupt all that they possibly can 
in the Israeli government. Now, Israel's the only democracy in the Middle East. And can you believe that they have allowed to their own table of government Islamic parties? Now, there are Muslims that live and Arabs that live in Israel. None of the other nations will allow Israelis to live in their countries, but but uh, Israel is a pluralistic nation. They allow freedom of religion, and they allow Islam. They allow Arabs there, and to become part of their country, part of their, and even part of their government. And now, four of the seats that have won that Arabs have voted and to, and to bring into government, they have joined the coalition, and now they are part of the ruling government there. And let me tell you exactly what's going on, as best as I can discern this. There has been an extreme, enormous amount of hate by people of it, by, by a number of group of people in Israel who have uh, their hate for one man has caused them to grow to a point where they uh, have shown that they don't love their country, but their hate for one man and their desire to get him out of office has caused them to show that they do not have love for their own nation, that they have risked the future of their nation and the security of their nation and in forming a coalition that does not make sense one bit at all. And what's interesting is that two men have agreed to share being prime minister for the next four years. One man's going to step in for two years, and he only has a party that has only six seats. He's one of the smaller groups that are out there. But, but he is leading for the first two years, and then the guy with the biggest group of seats, 17 seats, He'll take up the next two years. That is, if this government does manage to stay together. It is very unlikely that they will. But why did they come together? Because they said, we've had enough of Benjamin Netanyahu. And for whatever reason, domestically, he has not been popular. But I'm here to tell you, on the international stage, in the minds of many Americans and me included, me maybe in the front of the list, think of Benjamin Netanyahu as a world-class statesman. He has proven himself to be a credit to Israel on many occasions. And I have often wished when we, were, when we had our president, Obama, I wish we had a president like Benjamin Netanyahu as our guy in government. But here's the thing. I believe Benjamin Netanyahu is a character similar in some ways. Not quite the mouth and not quite the... Netanyahu had a lot of tact, had a lot of diplomacy about him. Uh, Trump did not. He lacked in that department in a great, great way. But in his zeal and in his confidence and in the... Um, uh, the move uh, where he moved his country to be prosperous, to be safe, to be strong, to uh, put their nation first and develop a, a peaceful alliance with the rest of the world as much as is possible. 
Benjamin Netanyahu, in my opinion, in my estimation, did a grand job. But he was hated by many politicians there because he would not make compromises and he would not uh, do the things that other side that the other side wanted him to do. And he couldn't keep his coalition and it broke down and he lost his uh, form of government and this new partnership has developed. Now let me kind of give you some analogies of how weird this uh, this partnership is. Imagine, if you know American politics much at all, we have what we call the Freedom Caucus. That was led at one time by Jim Jordan. He's still in there as the vice chair. Andy Biggs is there as the chair, chairman of the, of the Freedom Caucus. That was once led by Mark Meadows, who was my congressman. But imagine the Freedom Caucus making and joining hands with the squad, people like AOC, Ilham uh, uh, Omar, and Rashida Tlaib, and, and uh, Yama Presley. Imagine a group of people coming together so that they could uh, form a coalition together, it would be unthinkable. It would be ridiculous. It would be like there's no way they're going to be able to walk together in harmony and peace on any ideas at all. Well, that's kind of exactly what we're seeing going on in Israel. Will it last? Will it stand? Probably not. I suspect, though, that they'll make, uh, make a run of it as best as they can. But uh, why did they do this? They wanted to bring an end to Netanyahu. They're trying to bring him up on false charges like they've done also with, with Trump. So I see a lot of similarities there. And, and I'm still plugging for Netanyahu and praying for him. But nevertheless, the new government that we have there, we'll pray for them and pray for God's uh, peace upon that nation. That's going to be it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.